us. I'm Nicole. I'm the mom. And I'm Mira. And I'm the daughter. And this is Adulting But Not Grown Up. And today we thought we would just talk about how it feels like the whole world is on fire right now. Yeah. Um, it's been a while. Also, I'd like to acknowledge that. <laughs> it has been a while. Um, in spite of COVID and in spite of me um, double masking everywhere I go because I feel like I'm in danger of getting sick from everything all the time, I caught strep throat, so that's really fun for me. Um, a disease that ripped through my high school twice a year every single year and I had contact with for at least five years um, and didn't catch once, I caught it 25. So super fun time for me. Um, never again. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And ooh, I turned 50. Mira turned 25 in June. Yeah, very exciting. And uh, I got married, officially, mm -hmm. even though we've been together for 12 and a half years. We Speaking of which, I mentioned to my friends that you were changing your last name, and I was like, now I have to find a new last name, because I don't want to be the only person left in the crappy person club <laughs> with this last name. <laughs> just, you can just... In our terrible family. And um, one of my friends recommended Everdeen as last name, like Katniss's last Ooh, name, and I was like, I hate you so much. <laughs> Leave immediately. You sound like you write romance novels, though. Yeah. Mira Everdeen. Because I, like, asked on a legal thing, like, is it legal for, like, mononyms in Canada? Like, is that a thing? Am I allowed to just, like, not have a last name? Because there's not really, like, any last name that I want in exchange for the one that I do not want, you know? Like, there's not something I'm like, ooh, I really like this, I just, like, don't want this name, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, are mononyms legal? Am I allowed to just have a first and middle name? Like, is that allowed? And everyone's just like, oh, I don't think so. And also, that seems like it would be a real bitch. Why don't you just, like, pick something terrible? And someone literally commented McLovin on it, and I was like, I'm doing that. I'm changing my last name to McLovin. I'm McLovin now. <laughs> Well, when you were a kid, you wanted the last name Noodlebrain, so you could yep. be Mira Jane Noodlebrain. Yeah. Good, good. <laughs> so you could go with that. Yeah. Um, um, I could go with the anime name and do Mira Jane Strauss. Right. Because it's an anime character, which is very fun for me because I can make my name Mira Jane on literally any website and then just make the profile picture the anime character and people don't think it's my real name. And then they get like angry when we're arguing because like, you're hiding behind an anime character. And it's really funny for me. <laughs> Or you could ask New Daddy to adopt you, and you could have the same last name as me still. Here's the thing. The thing that I do like about the last name that I have right now is that phonetically, my name currently has all different vowel sounds. Mm -hmm. None of them, like, match, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it sounds nice to me. So I picked a good one. The last name... complimenting me. The last name that you have changed to has matching vowel sounds which to me now sounds weird for my name because my name has had mismatched vowel sounds for my entire life. So I feel like I need a last name that has mismatched vowel sounds for it to not like sound weird to me because my name has been mismatchy for so long, you know? I just well, feel like phonetically it's been like so different for so long instead. My of. name sounds, my new name sounds weird to me because I've had the old one for 25 years and so it's just weird. Also, my new initials are NME. So that's fun. That is fun. Okay. That's pretty fun. Oh, I would just like to tell you one more thing before we start. Mm -hmm. You know the game Four Picks One Word? Yeah. So I've been playing that for years. I oh, probably, you still play that game? Oh my god. I know. I was probably <laughs> It's on been level like eight like, years since that came out, you know? Like level like 3,500 or something that's like so that. That's so funny. Okay. I love this. So I get a puzzle. And like every day because I don't want to lose points, right? So I, I feel, so much. I feel obligated. And so I forgot you on Snapchat. <laughs> and so I get this puzzle. The answer is clearly broccoli. 
It's yeah. very clearly that the answer is broccoli. Mm-hmm. And there are no C's in my letter choices at the bottom, right? That's why I stopped playing, because so, I got one like that, where I was like, I, the, I'm like, I know the answer. It's obviously broccoli. Like, the, there's no other answer to this could be, it's four pictures of broccoli, yeah. it's mm-hmm. broccoli. And yeah. so then I'm like, there's two K's to choose from. So I spell broccoli with two K's instead of two C's, and it's like, correct, and I'm like, done. Deleted it right there. <laughs> I can't play a word game that doesn't spell things that's right. That's so funny. Because that's literally why I stopped playing, too. Because I, like, got to a level and I was like, I'm pretty sure I know what the answer to this is. And I, it was, like, 200 or something, right? Like, I had, like, gotten pretty into it in high school. And, like, it was a big deal. And it was yeah. at the point where, like, it would be, like, level 150. And, like, you would get to it and be like, you finished. And then they would add 50 more levels. And everyone would, like, race to finish them as quickly I as they could. I think I got to get to the end at some point, but... And like, but yeah, that was the point when they were like actively releasing stuff like week by week. So people would like race to like finish them before anyone else could kind of thing. And I got to one and I was like, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but I don't like, I can't figure out what it is. And obviously because they're all randomized, it's not like the answer to level, you know, 375 is going to be findable on the internet. You need to search for what the picture thing is. And so I search for it and it's what I'm thinking of, but there's like three letters missing from the bank to be able to spell it. And I'm just like well, well, what do I do now? Like, I can't <laughs> progress past this point, so I just deleted it. I, like, yeah. waited for it to correct for, like, I don't know, like, three months or something, and I kept, like, updating the app and stuff, and it kept just, like, being there, and the word bank stayed the same, and I was just like, I just, like, have to delete it and delete the progress at this point, because, like, there's no way to progress past this point, and, like, I would need to restart if I wanted to keep playing. I was just too disappointed that they don't know how to spell broccoli, and they want yeah. me to spell it wrong to get the answer right, so I was like, nope, done. Mm, nope, sorry. It's all right. Anywho... Topic at hand. The um, world's on fire. World's on fire. Okay, so I was thinking about this and I'm thinking, like, is Both it... literally and figuratively, which mm. is fun for everybody. That is true. There is a lot. Like, because half of like, Europe is on fire. Because, like, figuratively, everything's really shitty right now. Yeah. Also, figuratively, it's hot as balls. Yes. Literally, also on fire. <laughs> much of Europe. Yeah. And also much of Canada, like yeah, every year. Too, yeah. Every year it's every like year. wildfires central up in here. The sky's pretty nice right now, actually, and I can't smell any smoke. But I'm sure I that will change because yeah. I was like, I actually haven't checked the wildfire map this year. And I checked it and I was like, oh no, that's not good. So <laughs> it's not like as bad as it's been in previous years, but still like you see big numbers and you're like, that's not the right amount of fires for there to be right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking out the window. Do you see all those bees out the window? Yeah, there's a buttload of bees out there. And I'm pretty sure that that thing they're all hovering around is, um, um, like either onions or leeks, and I'm just wondering what sort of flavor honey that makes, and it would not taste very good. Okay, anyhow. I thought it was garlic at first, and I was like, garlic honey. Sorry, I was very distracted by that. Mm. Um, yeah, and I was thinking, like, does it feel more world on fire to me because, like... I'm 50 now. I'm a grown-up, supposedly. I pay attention to the news as opposed to, like, when I was your age. But you mm. also feel like the world is no, on fire. No, 16-year-olds also feel like the world is on fire. Okay. So this is this it, is not it a, actually is. This is not an age-related thing. Also, um, I think this is really sad, but, like, a lot of therapists and counselors, especially ones working out of, like, high schools and colleges and stuff, are having a really difficult time finding ways to motivate children because kids are basically just like, I'm not going to be able to find a job. I, like, can't afford a car right now. I'm not going to be able to in eight years. I, you know, I'm not going to be able to buy a house. If I want to buy one, I'm going to need to buy one of six friends. Wouldn't be able to afford a child. Like, you know, everything, it's just so fatalistic. And it's realistic as well. Yeah. Like, 
you know, the it's a really, really bad time monetarily for everybody. I've seen a lot of comic artists actually post from all over the world where they're just like, I used to pay whatever, 165 euros a month for like a three bedroom apartment. And now it's like 600 euros a month for like a studio. And it's just like, what the hell is happening? And it's just like, yeah, exactly. Like six years ago, I had a three bedroom townhouse with like a nice porch and tons of like open spaces and stuff. It was like 1400 bucks a month. That's like a studio now. Mm -hmm. Like if you're lucky kind of thing, utilities will be included with that. Like it's a lot of money to buy stuff now. It's crazy. Yeah, I know inflation. Yeah, that was on my, my list of crazy pants things. like. No one can afford to live, and every teenager is pissed off about the fact that they're going to graduate and live in their parents' house, because the rate for kids living in their parents' house right now is higher than it was during, like, the Great Depression. It's at, like, 52% right now in the Western world. It's really, really high. Really high. And kids move back in with their parents, too. Like, they're fine, and then they lose their job, and they can't afford it anymore. And their parents are established, so they need to go live with them, or else they're going to live in their car. Well, it's like, I know somebody who's... Um, he's been living, it's a friend's son, he's been living on his own for, oh, you know, a decade kind of thing, yeah. right? And he's been renting the same apartment, which had reasonable rent. It was like $1,000 a month or something mm-hmm. like that for like a, his one-bedroom apartment or two-bedroom apartment or whatever it was. And um, and then he got notice that they're going to tear down that apartment building and build a new one so that they can charge $3,000 a month or something mm-hmm. like that. And, and he, also because his rent is fixed because he's been yes, renting the same place for so forever, long. which is what makes it so low. And uh, Good old friends policy. Yeah, and so he um, had to be out within whatever it was, three months or something like that. Yeah, I think it's 90 days for tearing down He went to so many places, like, looking at apartments. And it was, like, the day before mm-hmm. he had to be out, he finally found a place that he could afford, which is, I think, something like 1400 a month, which is you know significantly more than what he was paying but at least doable but for half the square footage like some of the places he was looking at were actual like yeah. bed sets mm-hmm. yeah. and they were still asking $1,500 a month for mm-hmm. them like a bed in a room mm-hmm. and so yeah it's just insane it's like you can't even and and even things like just your normal monthly bills and things like that mm-hmm. have just they're just at, like just the cost to live I go to eat at a restaurant, and it's shocking every time now. Mm-hmm. Like, even it's if crazy. I go to, like, a fast food place, and I'm like, that was $30 for, for fast food for, like, a sandwich, you know? And the for, thing is, is that it's so shocking because minimum wage isn't, like, 25 bucks an hour. I if it was, it would be fine. Well, and even, like, where I work, it's a unionized place, and mm-hmm. we're redoing our contract, like, next month, actually. We're, we're doing the negotiations for it. Yeah. And in normal years, sort of the expected rate of increase is, like... If you get 3%, it's really great. So mm. it's never a raise. It's just like you're trying to keep up with the cost of living kind of thing, yeah. right? Which 3% isn't quite cutting it anymore. But if we got 3%, which would normally be good, because usually we get like 2%, mm-hmm. um, we're going to be taking a pay cut. Mm-hmm. Because the rate of inflation in Canada right now, was the other day I think it's at 8.1, I believe it yeah. was. It's not cutting it anymore. Um, so, yeah. you know, you're taking a wage cut if you take a good what would in past years be considered a good increase so it's yeah. like and at the same time then you've got an employer who's suddenly expected to cough up you know a 10 percent wage increase across the board or something like that just mm-hmm. to keep people so that they can put fuel in their car and buy yeah. groceries like it's crazy it just feels so undoable right now like strapped all the time yeah yeah super good time for everybody so my next thing was that um, while we're still in a pandemic as much as people like to say that we're not anymore, 
or they mm-hmm. act like they're not. Uh, uh, I think it was two days ago in the news they said, on average, in the United States, mm-hmm. which Canada's always been way less than that, but still 500 people a day are dying right now. And just saying, okay, if there was a plane crash every day in which 500 people died, people would be like terrified to fly, up in arms all over the place. But they're like, oh, there's only 500 people dying a day from from COVID-19. That's fine. That seems reasonable. It's not. And yeah, so it's still going, even though like basically all the restrictions have been lifted. Um, So that's still happening. And then Mm -hmm. on the tail end of that, Putin's like, hey, I'm going to invade another country because I want to just take it, which just seems so medieval, doesn't it? Like, it's not like they were like, you know, raising, rising tensions and they're fighting over blah, blah, blah. But he was just like, nope, just invading. Want your country. That's mine. This is yours. This is mine. It just seems so unbelievable. And... I, you know, I was listening to this, like, political commentator who's, like, an expert in, in whatever, Russian politics or something like mm-hmm. that. And she was saying that it is so unbelievable to both Ukrainians and Russians because it would be the equivalent of the U.S. invading Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, where they're just like, what? No, that can't be. And that's why it's, yeah, uh, it's so crazy. many Russians are just like, well, no, it's just a special military operation. They, they can't believe that their country just attacked their neighbors because... It's so bizarre. It's literally why. It's so bizarre that they just are attacked and you shouldn't exist. We want your country. So that was great. And then because of that, so on top of the pandemic, which already has created supply chain issues, now all the grain, which is like millions of pounds, I listened to it on the news this morning, is sitting there. They're Mm -hmm. hoping it doesn't rot, getting out of the Ukraine, trying to get it out they made an agreement with Russia. Somebody, the UN, brokered an agreement that they'd be able to leave it. And within 24 hours of making that agreement, Russia bombed the port. Yeah. So it's like, so good. I think you want there to be a food shortage so that people will support your way of thinking or something like that, or have to, because everybody's starving. So, you know, lack of food, also supply chain, so leading to more lack of food. And then, you know... Also, oh, in the United States, did you know that the two biggest reservoirs in the entire United States are running dry? Mm-hmm. Lake Mead and Lake Powell? Yeah. And so there are like, I can't remember, I think there's seven states, seven or eight states that are like California and Arizona that are, that will have no water. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they've been in drought for years at this point, haven't they? So, yes, but now yeah. it's at like, like the lowest level ever. Mm-hmm. And again food shortages because big area where a lot of food is grown and you know without water that's pretty much the end of things yep yeah so then more food shortages which oh that's kind of a little bit scary because like water and i remember i can't remember which president it was american president so going back had said at one point well if we run out of water we'll just take canada's and it's like Wait, you'll what now? <laughs> no, we kind of need that too. So, so is there going to be like a war Canada's over water. water so that there's food, so that the whole world can eat? Yeah. And then on top of that, climate change, which is just causing, you know, heat domes and fires and whatever. And it's like, for, I don't know, a few decades now, it seems like the earth has been giving people 
warnings. Hey, don't do this. You're pushing it too far. Don't do this. And Americans are just like, with their, I mean, not Americans, I should say humans, with just like human hubris. Well, are like, I would say that America right. actually consumes like a pretty heavy amount. Canada as well. Yeah. Established countries consume a buttload. But that's for true true for sure but i'm just saying that's for true (laughs) that is for true that's for true i'm just saying that like humans it just have this like attitude of like future humans will figure that out or i know we're smart we're humans we'll figure out a way to fix this before we destroy ourselves and it's that scene in toy story where there's the wall of buzz light years and all of them are going i'm just one guy i can't possibly make a difference (laughs) and then and it's like the earth has been like I'm warning you, I'm warning you, I'm warning you, and yeah. now it's got to the point where Mother Earth is like, okay, hold my beer. Right. We've had so many, like, mini-pandemics over the years, and now Mother Nature's like, hello, would you like COVID and monkeypox at the same time? I'm here to greet you. <laughs> and I'm wait, like, a drought? No food? No water? Uh-huh. What do you say to that? Quit eating beef! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, surprise. Factory farming is gonna kill us all. Um, <laughs> I refuse to be taken it's down just- with the rest of you. <laughs> So it's just feels like it's a very hopeless feeling and helpless yeah. feeling because yeah. you know that there is a handful of people in the world who actually have the power and the money to make a drastic change that would impact all the little all the little people that are just trying to live their life and do their thing. Yeah. And that even if you as an individual do everything right, you recycle, you you know whatever, all those things all the things that you can personally do, it's going to make n- no difference in one person. Yeah. But, I mean, there is the thing that if all those individ- if all the individual people are doing that, it collectively can make a difference. And even though not the difference that it would make is if it's corporations doing it, but it does change. At the same time, corporations run on supply and demand, though, you know? Well, it does. Like, I know that's true. It's like it changes the zeitgeist, yeah. which then changes the corporations. So... Like, one guy won't do anything, but if, like, that guy convinces five of his friends to, like, stop buying hot dogs or whatever, and then, all like, a, you know, pyramid scheme style, they all also get five guys to stop eating frickin' hot dogs, then, like, suddenly we don't need to produce frickin' hot dogs, and, like, people aren't as interested in hot dogs anymore, and everyone's writing articles about why hot dogs aren't the barbecue snack of the summer anymore, and Mm -hmm. why it's veggie dogs, and why it's veggie burgers, and whatever, whatever, and, you know, we just, like... It's not about the fact that your individual effort doesn't do anything. It's about the fact that your individual effort is a drop in the bucket and you need to be the drop in the bucket. Yes, exactly. Do not remove your drop out of spite. Because it's not going to matter anyways. Like, yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I will say, though, that I am happy that the news, it seemed, it felt really like all at once and across the board, whenever you watch the news of anything that was like a climate change issue, Mm -hmm. suddenly started saying, and this is evidence of climate change, and this is a climate crisis and climate yeah. change and stuff like that, because for forever, it was just, oh, it's a once-in-a-hundred-year storm. It's yep. a once-in-a-lifetime yep. heat dome. It's a, you know, they kept using phrases like that, and I'm like, didn't we have this once-in-a-hundred-year thing, like, the year before last? And then, you know, you'd be watching it and saying, like, why are they not talking about climate change? Why are they not talking about this being it? And then it seemed like all of a sudden they all decided, yeah, we're just going to call it what it is and so that I think is very helpful it is because it just gets everybody on the same page of you're hearing that over and over and over and even the people that still deny it which is mind-blowing um 
if you're hearing it on the news over and over and over and over, it's going to sink in of like, that's what it is. That's the cause. So, And also, like, I think a lot of people that deny climate change deny it because they personally, their evidence of climate change is slightly warmer summer weather. That, like, there's yes. more forest fires. If you went to a country that was being, like, more devastated by the climate crisis, you would see it more, you know? If mm -hmm. you go to areas where they are struggling to grow enough food to feed themselves and their children for the entire year because there's just not enough, you know, nutrients in the soil, there's not enough rain, there's not enough water in the rivers, whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, if it becomes visible to you, I think you're more likely to be like, oh, dang, an issue, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that a lot of people are just blind to it because it literally doesn't exist for them. Yeah. Like, right. you know, yeah. if you don't get presented with that, like, front page article about, like, a kid dying in the desert because he can't get to the well, then, mm -hmm. like, it doesn't exist for you anymore. Yeah. And National Geographic has kind of moved away from that story being their headliner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and hey, let's not forget the seemingly insane U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, so, overturning Roe versus Wade, and now it's like, you know, when this they did that... <laughs> And then when they did that, they were like, well, and now we also might need to take a look at, should you have access to birth control? Yep. Are gay, is gay marriage legal? Is interracial marriage legal? Yep. Is And the Republican Party is voting on these things right now, and they are voting, yeah, no, we shouldn't have all those things. Like, yep. they want control over everybody's lives. Yep. And I get we're not in America, but I can see the United States from my kitchen window. It's like, right there. Yeah, it's and very close. And no one wants the crazy next door neighbor. Whether it is on your street or it's the border five minutes from where you live your house is and also it's because the united states even though i think a lot of the rest of the world looks at them with their mouths hanging open thinking what is wrong with, <laughs> yeah. with them um they, they are a powerful country and when mm -hmm. they do stuff like make um abortion not a, a given right you know will that trickle down will that have an effect on other countries and things like that i was happy to see though that when the Supreme Court was like, yeah, that's not a protected right anymore. Canada was like, oh, we're going to make sure it's uber protected here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. And we're like, we're going to make sure, even though it's accessible and legal and mm -hmm. free yep. here, we're also going to put effort into making sure that if you live rurally, you can get to the appointment. We will get you there. You know, like it's yep. just, they've pumped it up more. So like done the opposite, which makes me happy to see. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's the same thing. You don't want a country that's as big and as powerful worldwide to change the zeitgeist mm -hmm. of being like, hey, you know what? We're going to make the majority of the population second class citizens who we can control. Super good. Um, just in case you're from another country and you're slightly unaware of the language that we're using, Roe v. Wade is the ruling in America that made abortion a protected medical thing that you were allowed to do kind of thing. Um, the thing is, though, is that the way that the American legal system works is that it works off of legal precedent, which means that if something is ruled in the legal system, that case ruling can be used to rule in a similar case. So when you overturn things like Roe v. Wade, which doesn't just protect your right to abortion, it also protects your right to things like autonomy and privacy. It for to break it down into like not legal and very simple terms, it makes your medical information between you and your doctor instead of you and the American government. So putting that wall there and not having it be like a thing that can be investigated basically was a thing that they were like, yeah, you have the right to. And now that they've overturned that, 
the right to privacy in America is basically at risk, which is why things like Obergefell v. Hodges, which is the thing that protects gay marriage in America and gay rights, could possibly be overturned because they're basically like, you want to be gay in the privacy of your own home? Sorry, that's not allowed anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not a private thing anymore because we've decided that's our business. You know, it's the thing where they're saying Loving v. Virginia, which is the ruling that interracial marriage is allowed, it's saying, sorry, not in the privacy of your own home anymore. Not, that's not allowed. Like, you know, it used to be a thing where they were allowed to just be like, you know, yeah, whatever. What you do in your own home is your own business and, yeah, that kind of thing. And now it's opened up the doors for all these things, which I yeah. think is interesting because one of the Supreme Court justices is in an interracial marriage and married to a white woman. Yeah. So, so is he going to over? Very weird. All of the all of the things that I see about it are like people drawing comics and it being like, next is Loving v. Virginia. Of course, of course. Does anyone talk to Lawrence about how he's going to feel about this? Did I? Hold on. Is Lawrence not invited to this? Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it's very funny. It's like, you tried to invite yourself to the boys club, didn't you, buddy? <laughs> now it's not going Maybe super well for you. And uh, they also, it also puts <coughs> into threat um, Griswold versus Connecticut, which is the contraception thing, because mm-hmm. again, it's not a privacy of your own home thing anymore. You, they're, you know, they can't necessarily say like, and the argument is basically like, if you're on birth control, a fetus that would have implanted didn't. That's basically the argument at this point. And there's also issues in certain states where women who are on medication, like antiarthritis medication, are being denied prescription fills because they are of childbearing age and could possibly get pregnant, and this medication would harm a fetus. It's gone beyond protecting something that is not a human yet and protecting something that isn't even a fetus yet. It's not even... It doesn't exist. It's a concept, and that's what they're protecting. It's so weird to me that they're protecting that over this woman's, like, need for arthritis medication. Or, like, you know, if you do that... Can you say that you're not going to prescribe anti-anxiety medication to women of childbearing age anymore? Can you say you're not prescribing antidepressants? Can you say they're not allowed to get chemo because maybe they're going to have a baby? Like, are you just allowed to do that now? Well, that's like, it seems like that is what that opens up if they're going to make that an okay thing. Well, in some, some states are, I don't know if they have passed this or if they're looking to pass, but, um, that the life of the mother was mm-hmm. always like the one protected thing like if yeah. there's something where being pregnant is going to kill you mm-hmm. then okay you're allowed an abortion mm-hmm. and they're saying that's not even going to be protected in, yep. in some of these states that are going to rule which on like, this which is like so what does that mean yeah so that was in hospitals where women die nothing and you have to stand there and watch her die like yeah. and how awful for a doctor who's taken an, an oath to you know do mm-hmm. what they can do to save that person and there's like there's nothing I can't help you I can do this quick easy thing that would save your life but I'm not allowed and so mm-hmm. we have to just uh, watch you die yep because like does that mean wings of hospitals that are going to be just places where like this is where we put the women that are going to die from their pregnancy whoops Oops. sorry <laughs> they are you know they're ectopic they have something going on that isn't compatible with life anymore and it will either endanger the baby or them or both and you know that's just it just is such a a statement of control and of we see you as completely not a worthy human Mm -hmm. um, and we are going to control what happens to you it's also sad because it also threatens IVF yep because um, if you were unaware, IVF basically works by way of taking the, um, what are they called? 
the gamete components from men and women, the sperm and the egg, and mm-hmm. mixing them together on a large scale, basically, to see how many embryos it can produce and do that kind of thing. So usually yeah. you end up with, like, 12 you know, you end up with like, you know, 30 viable embryos mm-hmm. that you implant too because one of them will be viable and stick around kind of thing. And it's like, does that two becoming one constitute you getting an abortion because you know that yeah. it won't survive because that's just a standard in IVF is to implant multiple embryos because it's expected that not all of them will survive? It Does that mean that you are performing an abortion because you know beforehand that that is what's going to happen. It, like, does that count? Well, and it also, also leads to, now you have 30 embryos. Yeah, Are you paying 30 surrogates to have them all? Because yeah. if the answer is no, then you're then that's yeah. an abortion. You're throwing them all away. Like you they're know? declaring that life begins at conception. Which yeah, which funny. means that that petri dish is alive, which is yeah. weird as shit. <laughs> and you know what's weird? I was listening to this thing the other day, this woman who's um, Jewish, mm-hmm. and their belief is not that life begins at conception, but that life oh, no. begins at first viable breath. Yeah, which is why you're never supposed to acknowledge that a Jewish woman is pregnant. It's, like, rude kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Like, anyways, I don't know if that's the right way to phrase it, but, like, <laughs> I don't know if never acknowledge is the right way to phrase <laughs> that, but, like, I have heard from Jewish women that practice that it is, like, a thing where you're, like, you don't throw a baby shower, you don't, like, buy them clothes, you don't, oh, how far along are you? When are you expecting? Is it a boy or a girl? Like, that's not a thing that they do in the Jewish community because that's not a person until he's in the world. Just in case anything happens, like, it's just, like... jinx it. Kind of, yeah. Like, it's just a thing where you're not supposed to, like mention that the baby is a thing so there have been legal cases recently where jewish women are like i don't want a baby shower and their work throws them anyway and they sue because they're like don't do that that's not a thing <laughs> well and and this one was saying like this goes back like thousands of years in their in their mm-hmm. religious oh yeah it's a thing they believe life begins at first bible breath and yeah. um and she said so when you put a law in place saying no life begins at conception and and abortion is very much a part of their religion and culture yes. that it's, yes, it's it fine is. if it's either if it's, it's not a right time to have it or if it's a health issue or if it's a whatever yes it's, it's always it's not a big no deal what. and she said is that now a thing where you're not allowed to practice your religion because the law is overriding a religion so i'm like that'll be an interesting thing now is all everybody gonna be like oh yeah i need an abortion nope jewish you can just claim that like it's it's gonna be um you know interesting to see how that plays out too Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't find it now. I can't remember which church it was. I want to say it was, like, Mormon Jehovah's Witness, one of those more, like, serious branches of mm-hmm. the Christianity kind of complex, whatever you want to call that. Um, <laughs> and they posted a thing where they were basically just like, our belief is not that abortion is always wrong. Mm-hmm. It is that you... It's a sin... And it's not necessarily, like, a good thing that you should suggest, but it's not that it's, like, wrong Mm. and bad and, like, a life that you're killing. We don't believe that life starts at conception. That's not a thing for us. Stop, like, lumping us in with that crowd. Mm -hmm. That's not us. We believe that abortion shouldn't be turned to in every possible case. We believe that other options are available. We believe it's allowed in medical circumstances. We don't believe it's murder. Mm -hmm. And they were just, like, very clear about, like, here are the things that we do and do not believe about this. And I was like, wow, that's really great. Like, Mm -hmm. I wish more churches were, like, being open about the facts that they, like, actually do believe about it. Because I think it would make people a little more, like, or less, I should say, less scared of Christianity in a general sense, because that seems to be, like, people are, like, the conservatives and the Christians kind of get lumped together a lot, which, like... (laughs) 
used to be quite accurate, I would say, especially in America. Mm -hmm. And now a lot of American people that I see are, like, distancing themselves from, like, evangelist religions. They are distancing themselves from established religion because they're just like, I believe in Jesus and I do not believe in the things that the American government says Jesus believes in. That is not okay. Like, they are, whatever it's called, deconstructing from their religion. They're identifying the things that is within their faith that they're like, don't like that. That doesn't seem biblical. No, thank you. And then they're leaving it alone. Well, you know, I... There, there's been a lot of like um, uh, religious sort of leaders and stuff who are like, don't lump me in with that because yeah. that's not what I believe. And uh, there was a a, um, a group when before Roe v. Wade came into play, but when that whole thing was being fought and you know mm-hmm. all that all the protests were going on and yeah. everything at that time, and there was a group that was like religious leaders for abortion or something like mm-hmm. that who were yeah. saying like, don't lump us in with this and say we're against it because we're not. We think mm-hmm. that it is. Um, you know, the health of the mother, including her mental health and her financial health and her emotional state are very important. And, uh, you know, don't, don't pin this on us. Well, the thing too, is that like the, the number of Americans who think it should be legal is something like close to 80%. This isn't like a, uh, you know, even a a 50, 50 split. It's this fringe belief that thinks it should be illegal. And yet they're changing the whole thing and holding all these people under their control. So it's it's funny because even like things that I read and stuff that I listen to that is generally very, um, you know, factual stuff where they don't want to take a side or if they take a side, they'll present both sides and be like, oh, but these people believe this, but these people believe this are flat out saying this is horrible. This is horrifying. Um, It's we're 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 all like in mourning over this having having happened over Roe v. Wade being overturned and um and it's quite surprising really that they're just like yeah no this is so wrong we have mm-hmm. to say something and we're not just going to you know present all the sides evenly kind of thing and like case. realistically if all of those churches and religious groups and whatever say like hey abortion is allowed for us then can't you just say sorry, not allowing that is against my religious values. This is a religious right for me. Yeah. I need to be able to perform this. Like, isn't that, like, an argument that you can make just saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to play out, but it's just... It is a lot. And, like I said, yeah. crazy next-door neighbor. Right. So, let's talk about all the terrible things that are going to happen if Roe v. Wade continues to be overturned for, like, a long period of time. Um, but loads of foster kids. So, so, yeah. so many. Like... 25% increase in population amount of foster kids. Yeah. If, like, one in four is the number of abortions, then, like, the lots and lots of babies. So yeah. many more. <laughs> lots of children. Or living in abject poverty, or living in, um, you know, unhealthy things because situations, because they weren't wanted in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things. It, it's ridiculous to have the attitude of, like, oh, well, people can adopt. A baby would make a lovely gift for someone. Because... In the United States right now, I think the number is that there's 414,000 kids in foster care. Yeah. So clearly that's not working. Otherwise, those children would all be adopted. Yeah. And in case so, you don't know how fractions work, adding more children to that mix doesn't yeah. make more money for them. They actually get less per child. <laughs> so great for them. Well, and it's just, and, and they completely don't acknowledge the fact that abortion, or, no, sorry, adoption, I should say, Adorption. can be is often very traumatic for the birth parents, mm-hmm. very traumatic for the adopted child. Oh, yeah. At, and, and I'm not just saying, like, you know, 
at the time, but throughout their life. Oh, yeah. Dealing with I see tons things. of adult adopted people online that are like, man, it fucked with me that my parents yeah. celebrated a gotcha day for me and for the dogs they had. Well, Fucked and, me up. <laughs> like, it's so weird. <laughs> and it can also be very traumatic for the people adopting if things don't work out. Like, if the baby gets taken back or if they're expecting to adopt this baby and then they can't or something happens. You know, like, mm-hmm. the, it's mm-hmm. like yeah. not... Nice it's not a fun scenario it's for not a lot an of easy process yeah. it's not it's extremely expensive yeah i um, mean at its root it's a really lovely thing adopting a child that needs a home is a very lovely thing we're not saying don't do that yeah but also it's hard it for almost every person involved in almost every case yeah. it's a difficult thing. And not to mention there is still this huge, huge stigma Oh, of, gigantic. Of if you're pregnant and then not, and then you don't have a child and you tell people you gave it to somebody else, they're not going to think you're a good person. No. They're like, the absolutely not going to think like you're a good person. Angels. Oh and, yeah, they're heaven sent, man. And the adopted child is expect to be grateful their entire life oh, yeah. for being saved. Mm-hmm. And the birth mother is, is, you know. You better be a grateful little redheaded stepchild. <laughs> is just scorned. Like, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a horrible thing. So yeah. it's, it's so fun it's for everyone. A, it's like, you haven't fixed that system, and now you're going to add more babies to it. Like Because, Mom, it's fun for the whole family. <laughs> it's just mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so lots and lots of uh, extra foster kids. Also, um increase in dumpster babies prom night dumpster babies possibly but definitely dumpster babies i'm looking at mirror's notes and in all capital letters it says so much murder i'd like to know what that's about <laughs> okay so the leading cause of death for pregnant women is being murdered by their spouse oh, yes that's true and now that women who are in abusive situations cannot get an abortion and hide the fact that they are pregnant from those spouses they're gonna get murdered those women that would have survived because they would have been able to hide the fact that they were pregnant mm-hmm. won't be able to do it anymore. And if they are unable to lead that relationship, it's a death sentence. Yeah. They will die now. That's just how it's going to be. So, so much murder means exactly what it sounds like. All caps, so much murder. There was so much murder before. So much, in fact, that once again, I would like to state the leading cause of death for pregnant women is being murdered by their romantic, like, partner. partner. It's being murdered by their spouse, being murdered by their boyfriend it's murder. They get murdered by the men who don't want them to be pregnant. And instead of just, like, leaving, they murder their girlfriend, wife, and fetus. Weird, weird escalation to go to if you don't want to be a dad. Jail. Jail versus dad. Weird jump. Weird leap to make in that That situation. when you think about it. This will solve all my problems. However, I do want to reiterate (laughs) <laughs> I do. I'm really good at English. It is my first language, and I'm great at it. I want to reiterate: top case of death, pregnant women. Like it's an ongoing medical case for like ten fucking months, and your top cause of death is being murdered. That's a lot of murdering. So lot more people are going to be murdered than already were, which was already the highest possible number. So really exciting for everybody. <laughs> um, let's talk about the maternal death rates in America because they're so much worse than everywhere else in the world. <laughs> yes, they are. 
So in 2018, America had 17.4 maternal death rates per 100,000 births, which doesn't actually sound like a lot of deaths until you compare it to the other countries which come directly afterwards and are equally as developed. Um, in Canada, the rate is 8.6. In France, it's 8.7. In Sweden, it's 4.3. Germany is 3.2. And New Zealand is 1.7. So, so they're doing really good over there New in New Zealand. And that was in 2018. And the little, like, blur that they had, um, the maternal mortality ratio is defined by the World Health Organization of the death of a woman while pregnant or within 42 days of termination of pregnancy, irrespective of the duration and site of pregnancy. So it doesn't matter if it was ectopic or oh, attached to your okay. liver, whatever. It doesn't matter how long you were pregnant or where it was, it counts. Um, it's from any cause related to or aggravated by the pregnancy or its management, but not from an accidental or incidental cause. So if you die from a car accident, doesn't, doesn't count. count. But, you know, the fact that you're pregnant killing you does. Um, however, that was the rate in 2018. All of the other countries that I mentioned, their birth rates stayed the same in 2020. America raised to 23.8. <laughs> in two years, they went from 17.4 to 23.8 per 100,000 deaths. Wow. Every other country stayed the same. I double-checked to make sure. I was like, it does, is every other country that I wrote down have the same Jump. rates? Yeah. Every, or no, all of them stayed the same. All of them still yeah. have 8.6, 8.7. Like, they're all still the same numbers as they were two years before. America's the only one that changed, and like, they got like, worse. Like, five and a half percent. And like, or five and a half points, I should say. Maternal death in America is a huge deal. If you are unaware of the situation about women giving birth in America, like... It's a scary place. It's to scary to give birth there. You don't get listened to by the doctor, as far as I understand. They do weird stuff there, like the husband stitch, where they, like, try to make your vagina tighter after you've given birth <gasps> so your husband is happier, which apparently causes a lot of horrible pain and traumatic vagina experiences for a lot of women, so don't do that if you're a gynecologist, <laughs> to say. If you're a gynecologist, you're probably not listening to this podcast, but... <laughs> Just in case. Just in case your gynecologist who is also thinking about maybe doing the husband stitch don't. That's horrifying. So that just sounds so um yeah, like, so like something that would happen where you know, in a country where there's um, where they do like female genital mutilation or yeah, something. Yes. Yeah, where they already maybe don't view female genitals as an important thing, so maybe they do weird stuff to them already. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, super weird. So in case you don't know, the husband stitch is when um when you give birth, sometimes a fun thing called an episiotomy happens. I've had one. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Um when it's you were when born they Mm, super fun <laughs> for me. It's when they tear that fun little place in between your vagina and no, your no, butthole. No, no, the episiotomy is when the doctor cuts that with scissors. You're right. The episiotomy <laughs> is when they do it... Intentionally. Intentionally with medical instruments. Yeah. It can be torn by traumatic birth and big old baby heads. Or just normal birth, and because I had that the other two times, and that was just yeah, normal birth. It, it can also happen those Small ways. Small babies. But they cut it, and then... Obviously, the way that happens in medical situations, if you cut things, you generally have to sew them back up again. Yeah. So you sew them back up, and the husband stitch is when you do an extra stitch or an extra two kind of thing to make the vaginal opening a smaller opening, but it actually just makes the outer skin around the vagina a smaller opening and not the actual vagina, because obviously that's how vaginas work, in case you're unaware. So it just causes horrible pain and basically like a new hymen to tear every single time you have sex, and then those women never want to have sex with their husbands again instead of it being more enjoyable for the husbands, so or, great for everyone. Or give birth because if you had to cut it the first time, and then you've made it a smaller opening. 
hey, that doesn't seem like that's ding, ding, going. ding. It, it like sounds like a bad time. Way. Also, giving birth in America seems like a nightmare because medical neglect is a huge thing there. I read too many cases about pregnant medical neglect, and now that is one of the most terrifying things that I could possibly think of happening. If you've never read about what a manual episiotomy is, don't. It will ruin your life. <laughs> The idea of a doctor sticking his hands inside of you and basically reverse clapping to open up your canal makes me want to die inside, okay? <laughs> it's the worst image I could possibly ever have in my brain, so you're all very welcome for joining in in that club with me. <laughs> but, like, medical neglect is a big thing, and medical trauma and medical abuse like that is also a big thing, where they're like... I want to have a natural birth and they're like too bad and like rip you open because you're not giving birth fast enough for them kind of thing and the woman whose case i read specifically in this situation her doctor was complaining because he had a dinner date with his wife and she wasn't proceeding along fast enough and she was like i don't want drugs like i want to have a natural like nice comfortable birth like my first one was nice and like non-medicated and it took 18 hours and it was like a okay experience for me it wasn't horribly painful like it was okay i had an okay time and they were just like, nope, we're speeding this along. Let's go and like gave her a bunch of drugs and then but Mary, opened her up. He had a reservation. He had a reservation. So, <laughs> I mean, be reasonable. Here. Clearly, he is more important than her vaginal <laughs> state. Well, I would just, I am wary of an entire medical system that is based on making money. It just mm, yeah, that's fair. It it makes me, it would make me very, um, an untrusting of a of anybody working in that system where not yet helping you makes them more money mm -hmm. and yeah, absolutely. keeping you sick or injured or whatever makes absolutely. them more money so you know Canada's medical system has its downfalls for sure but if the government is paying for everything when you go in they want you in healed and out as fast yeah, as ASAP as possible. They want you so, feeling great so you don't come back in two weeks. Yeah. Like it's insane. They're like, you feeling good? You great? You feel hydrated? We need to give you a fluid IV so you don't come back for that. Yeah. Like <laughs> And and when the system is set up the opposite way where the sicker you are the more yeah. money they make, then uh, I don't know. That just doesn't seem like a trustworthy system mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. yeah. yep. yep. I don't disagree seems like a terrifying time um also if you live in another country i want you to reach into your bank of pop culture references and um see if you know who serena williams is i feel like she's a well-known figure in the world a lot of people know her if you don't know her super famous tennis player in america very well-known lady i would argue one of the most famous sports players in america yes she's ex I, excellent at what she, she does. is very highly regarded her and her sister venus both are very talented women Serena gave birth in an American hospital and almost died. Yeah. She is literally one of the most well-known, richest, most famous women in America, and she almost bled to death because the doctors ignored her. Yeah. Like, it's a scary place to give birth. Yeah. If I was ever pregnant, I would literally not go to America for a day trip out of fear that something would happen and they wouldn't treat whatever medical problem I had I because I was pregnant. Yeah. Because, like... If I was, you know, six months pregnant and, like, really stoked about having a baby, and then they were like, oh, you have, whatever, liver cancer, we need to start chemo tomorrow kind of thing, then I'd be like, yeah, super sad, but I'm having an abortion because, like, cancer. Like, yeah. you know, if I was somewhere where they were like, ooh, sorry, we would set this pelvis break if you weren't pregnant, no thank you! <laughs> like, that sounds like a there, bad there's time! There's so many, um... 
consequences that it feels like nobody even looked at. Yeah. It was oh, just yeah. end goal. Here we go. Mm-hmm. And no one looked at the end goal of all the theological the society that are going to happen. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Um, what else you got? Everything is endangered now. The monarch butterfly is officially on the endangered species list. Super. So um, tell Brian to plant a little monarch butterfly garden, the little like milkweed guys that they like and stuff. Maybe okay. you should plant some butterfly plants. Actually, my cat ate a monarch butterfly in the backyard last week. Stop letting your cat outside. <laughs> They're really bad for wildlife. Stop letting it your cat outside. Trauma. Also, also, I, won't tell you exactly I what happened because it was very traumatic. I already to told Grandma this, and she's very angry about it. But um, if you have an outdoor cat, this is also for everybody listening. As much as me shaming my mother right now in public, if you have an outdoor cat and you also grow food in your garden, that food is a litter box and has toxoplasmosis. They find toxoplasmosis parasitic poisoning in the food that is grown in gardens where people have outdoor cats. You cannot give that food to people to eat if you are letting Bindi outside. Noted. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I also told Grandma that uh, outdoor cats kill around four million native birds every single year. She's very sad about that because she likes birds, so now she's mad at you and also one of your sisters for having an outdoor cat. (laughs) Well, she's an indoor-outdoor. She's not outside all the time. Okay. But But I let her be outdoor. She is inside much more now that the dog has died. And maybe you should also, like, put a bell on her so the freaking birds and stuff can get away from her. Maybe not a butterfly because they're not very smart, but, you know. Here's my issue with the bell. I can also hear the bell. And in the middle of the night when you're trying to sleep and it's bell, 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 bell up on the bed. Bell, 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 bell. That's why the bell was taken off the collar. Well, put the collar on her before she goes outside. I could do that. All right. Just saying. I'm keeping her in Monarch butterflies are endangered. Everybody plant a garden. Plant a little monarch butterfly garden. Plant a little find a little place for them to come be. The cat has a friend, though. I thought she hated all other cats, but she likes the neighbor's cat down the street. They lay together outside sometimes. That's fun. Um, okay, so uh, moralizing medical procedures is super weird. Yes, it is. Um, like, is anybody going to say, ooh, you know what? That cancerous tumor you have has um, a blood supply, so we can't take it out because it's a life. It's got a blood supply. Here's the thing. Lots of people agree with lots of different medical procedures. Lots of people have lots of reasons for disagreeing with those procedures. That's all fine and well and good. Nobody's making them fucking do it. The thing is, is that those people don't then try to outlaw those things. Right. That is a huge fucking line for abortion and, like, the Christian shit, which I think is super fucking weird. Yeah. Well, it's it's not... It's strange. It's not about Christianity or religion or anything. It's about control. It is about controlling every aspect of people's lives so that when they give them something, they can say, thank you, you're the best. So, let's talk about other medical procedures that people disagree with, but they don't actually try to outlaw. Plastic surgery. I know a lot of people that are against plastic surgery for all kinds of reasons. Those people, for one, aren't going to protest against things like cleft lip fixes, which are things that you would consider medically necessary. Those people also don't protest against boob jobs. They're not outside of the titty doctor's office being like, hey, none of that. Here's my picket sign. Like, it doesn't freaking happen. You don't see it. That's not a thing. So, like, what the hell (laughs) is up with the moralizing of the abortion thing? It's just weird to me. Feel free to be against it. Feel free to never get one. Nobody's making you get fake boobies. Right. You know, just don't get it. It's fine. You don't have to be involved. 
um, blood and organ donation. Jehovah's Witnesses are really, really against getting blood for any kind of medical reason. Yeah. It takes a lot to convince them that that's okay. For the same reason, they're often against organ donation. Mm -hmm. They believe that it's like a life force thing that once it's removed from you, you're not supposed to put it into anyone else. I don't quite understand exactly how it works. Anyways, but they don't believe they're not it. going around trying to get it outlawed for everybody else. They're not trying, they're not picketing they're outside of like the me, Red Cross yeah. and being like, the blood bank is evil. Right organ donation is a sin like that's not the conversation that they're having even though they don't agree with it because of their scripture mm -hmm. it's not a thing that they're arguing about which like yeah that makes sense another thing people really disagree with in addition to the plastic surgery boob job thing is chest surgery mastectomies for breast cancer reasons men who get their breast tissue removed because they feel that it's too much it looks womanly whatever mm -hmm people who are trans or non-binary and get chest surgery because they feel that they look too feminine with it. Whatever. People are against it. But again, I see few people that are like, it needs to be illegal. Because again, like, if you outlaw trans surgeries and those, like, if you outlaw gender-affirming surgeries for trans people, you outlaw them for non-trans people as well. Mm -hmm. yeah, you, exactly. It can't be one or the other, you yeah. know? So when you outlaw top surgery for a trans person or a non-binary person who wants to get that done, then you're also outlawing someone with breast cancer getting a yep. double mastectomy, even if it's preventative, yeah, which would be a similar thing because it's voluntary. You can't pick so, and choose what you think is the good one and the bad one. Yeah, and, like, in addition to the world being on fire and sucking super bad, TERFs are terrible. If you're against trans people, you suck. We see you. You're a sucker. You suck real bad, okay? <laughs> you're a bad person, and you suck really hard. Everybody does gender-affirming shit. Fucking everyone. Fucking everybody. I see, right <laughs> I see all those girls working in Starbucks, doing the little waist thing where they pull the apron up and they tie it so that they have, like, a cute feminine waist. Gender-affirming stuff. They don't like the way that the apron makes them look boxy and manly. That's gender-affirming. Makeup? cis women get boob jobs they wear makeup as much as trans women do like it's weird when they're like bad for trans people not for cis people right why i know cis people do gender affirming stuff all the fucking time men who work out you're doing it to look more masculine mm -hmm. that's gender affirming stuff it's get just, over it you like know you know hair plugs rogaine gender affirming fight me like <laughs> it makes you happy and it's not hurting anyone why does anyone else care Exactly. So some more stuff that people hate, cochlear implants, the capital D deaf community mm -hmm. is pretty against that. If you're unaware, capital D deaf is like the deaf community rather than lowercase d deaf, which is like the physical act of not hearing kind of thing. So there is a community around deafness and a lot of people who are deaf or hard of hearing children of deaf or hard of hearing parents often feel that cochlear implants interrupt the community and takes members away from it kind of thing. It doesn't allow that community to flourish and grow and continue because you're saying this is something wrong with you that needs to be fixed and some people choose to fix it and mm. a lot of the deaf community is like nah, I shouldn't say a lot. Some of the deaf community is against it and mm. have reasons for being against it because of cultural deaf, you know mm -hmm. things being lost because there's not as many members as things continue because more people choose to get things like cochlear implants and hearing aids. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, whatever, neither here nor there. Lots of people are against vaccines. Polio is back, by the way, everybody, in case you didn't know. Yep, heard that. <laughs> like, like a 10-year-old oh. got diagnosed with polio, I think. I know, I wonder if I'm going to have to get that vaccine, now because it was eradicated before I was born, so I never got the oh. polio vaccine. Yeah, That's right. that circle one that leaves burn, right? Uh, yeah, I think it does leave a mark. I think it's one of those ones. I think it's that one, and I, I, I do 
have it. Um, yeah, because it was a, like I think just shortly before. Like, wait, was polio the sugar cube vaccine? Hold on. Mm, I think polio is the circle on the arm one. I thought I think that was scarlet fever, wasn't it? No, something oh, okay. else. It was eradicated just before it was I was born. Else. So, anyways, anyways, now polio no, no back. uneradicated. <laughs> Yeah, super fun. We went from zero cases to one, which means it will soon be more than one. Yeah. Um, just in case anybody didn't know, iron lungs aren't a thing anymore. Don't get polio. <laughs> All the people who still rely on iron lungs, which is like four people right now, have to like salvage junkyards to find parts for them or they die pretty much. <laughs> Wakes. Yeah. Do you think anyone still makes parts for an iron lung? I guess at this not. Point? I never really thought about it. If there's like seven guys worldwide that are still in an iron lung. And they're, like, permanent users of them, then, like, who do you think makes parts for that? I Not so. fucking General Motors, I'll tell you. Much <laughs> like, Jesus. Uh, lots of people are against chemo. Are against chemo. They, you know, think that it's too harsh, that it's as bad as the cancer, that it's whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's, that's the thing that kills people and not the cancer. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have beliefs of those kinds of things. But again, you generally don't see those people being like, that needs to be illegal. Right. I usually don't see anti-vaxxers being like, vaccines need to be illegal. It's just like, I don't want to take them. Yeah. Their argument is that like, them and their children shouldn't have to take them. And like, they think we're dirty for doing it. So. Which has now led to the return of polio, but just saying. Yeah. Don't yeah. get frickin' polio. Okay. Jesus. That's like frickin', what's his name? James Blunt got fucking scurvy in college because he didn't want to eat a vegetable and wanted to prove a point to somebody. Don't do that. that Don't is... catch fucking scurvy because you refuse to eat goddamn broccoli for six months, okay? Fuck. That's a poor point to prove. I know! God! Like, and apparently that's, like, a problem now. Like, apparently a lot of men in America are going to, like, the dentist with, like, early signs of scurvy in their teeth kind of thing, and it's just, Oof. like, if you don't know... Really bad advanced scurvy makes all of your wounds open up. And just and like, pictures of people with scurvy is just, I, they're popping into my head as you're saying the yeah. word scurvy over and over again, and it's It's really not a good disease. Horrible. Eat a fucking lime, goddammit. Like, <laughs> but, like, it's a weird disease, and, like, not having enough vitamin C in your body, vitamin C is apparently, like, really important in scar making. So when you don't have it, your body harvests it from the scars, which makes all of the scars on your body open up when you have advanced enough scurvy. Like, every wound you've ever had in your life basically opens up again. That's fucking weird, man. Well, hu human Jesus. beings are one of only three animals that do not create their own vitamin C. Yeah. They don't um, take what, whatever from whatever food you're eating and convert to vitamin C. There's only three on the planet that don't do that and humans are one of them. I yeah. want to say one of them is guinea pigs, but I read that article mm. a really long time ago. I can't remember now. I, I want to say it's like, like something like bats, some kind of bats. I feel like it might pig be guinea pigs and, too and because humans. I think that some vitamin C supplements are pretty common for guinea pigs. But, uh, yeah. Don't, like, die because you're trying to prove a point about being manly and only eating burgers and steak and stuff. Eat, like, a salad. As much sure. as people want to be like, oh, Mira, you're vegan? Where do you get your protein? Where do you get your fiber? Eat a frickin' salad, dude. When was the last time you had an apple? God. The amount of grown-ass men I see that are in the bathroom for 45-plus minutes once a week, just, like, sweating for fucking 40 minutes. Don't do that, God. TMI, ew. A lot of people are also against amputation for some reason. I found that out when I was online. A lot of people see it as, like, a very traumatic, like, only in the worst case, like, Civil well, War is. scenarios kind of thing, which, like, 
yeah that's kind of what it's used for people don't yeah. usually like cut off their limb just because they're feeling frisky yeah. like <laughs> didn't really need that left hand so i don't know it just yeah. it's weird weird medical it seems like a weird thing to be against but also yeah. when you compare it to all of the other medical things people are against samesies so i guess, I guess. <laughs> yeah. realsies, whatever. <clears throat> um the world sucks and is super on fire and terrible mm-hmm. um R.I.P. to everybody who lives in a shit-ass hot place right now. Like, R.I.P. to the UK that's dealing with a friggin' the heat dome in the middle of a world that doesn't have air conditioning. Oh, right, that's the thing. It's like, Europe Your doesn't have air conditioning. AC-free continent. R.I.P. to all of it. Um, I've spent a lot of time having a very heat-intolerant disease in a pocket desert, so welcome to my hell, everybody. Um, if you need some hot tips fans all the time cover all your windows do not let that sunlight bake the inside of your house if you need to like strip your couch and duct tape your pillow cushions to your windows do that like do whatever you can to block as much heat and sunlight from coming in through your windows as possible keep your windows and doors shut all freaking day fans all day water okay wait i want to say something about the fans um don't face them from the don't open the window and face the fan coming into your house open the window and face the fan blowing out of your house and then open another window on like the opposite side so that you get your sucking air in and you're blowing the hot air out or just turn it towards you for air movement towards your body also helpful sometimes towards you for air movement but if you're just if If you're for air if you have the fan in front of the open window you're sucking hot air from outside in. yes yes you are face the fan out a lot of people don't do that but it makes a big difference it does um but yeah do air movement for yourself air movement for your home by doing the proper fan placement like mom said um you can do like a little dish of water put your feet in it that will help keep you a lot cooler your feet are like a very warm zone of your body when you're hot mm-hmm. uh as well as like your armpits back you can like neck. get a ice pack in like the armpits the groin back of the neck forehead feet that's kind of like your zones, zones. Yeah. for keeping you cool if you have a fan on you while you have like wet washcloths on all of your zones you're gonna be even cooler welcome <laughs> um this might be hard to find in some places but like workout stores gyms those kinds of places might have like cool towels ice towels the ones that have like the silica beads in them where you wet them they are like cold 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 until they dry out again and then you wet them again and they are cold again see if you can find any of those also super helpful uh try not to die <laughs> good thank you that was a good yeah. tip okay. try not to die it super sucks being very very warm don't get heat stroke and go to the hospital because you're very dehydrated i've had to do that before and it's not a good time oh i had heat stroke too and it was awful i threw up yeah heat stroke is not fun I went hiking in the desert in Arizona without a hat, so that was on me. Um, Technically speaking, the area of Canada that we live in is a desert, and every time I went to summer camp, every single counselor was like, there would be kids that were not from the area Mm -hmm. that would be there. There was, like, kids from Korea that would come to Bible camp, and there were, like, oh yeah, tons of Korean kids come the whole summer and spend it up there. It's really, really fun. Um, (laughs) Getting to learn Korean swear words that nobody else knows Um, (laughs) at Bible camp. And it's what Bible camps for, really. <laughs> it really is. It's a good time. But every place I went to camp, there would be kids from places that are not local, and they would come, and the counselors would, like, yell at us, basically, and be like, have a fucking water bottle in your hand mm-hmm. at all times. Yeah. If it's not in fucking eyeline of you, and you can't visually see your water bottle, it's too far away. Go get it. Yeah. Like, it's, no, we're not doing that. Nobody's getting water heat bottle, stroke, none of that. And, yeah. like, yeah, kids did get heat stroke. 
kids got sent home and like left in ambulances from Bible camp because they like fell asleep under a tree in the middle of the fucking sunny day kind of shit. I'm dropping a lot of F-bombs today. I'm just, one, just pointing out. Anyways, she's riled up. I've been ranty for the last three days. Yeah. So well, this is where I live now. Mirror's friend Sam got went online in the morning the other day and was like, I need to vent about Roe v. Wade. Who can come on a call with me? <laughs> so... Uh, yep. Okay, so, so here's she ran for like five hours. <laughs> here's what I kind of wrote about: like, what can you do so you don't feel so helpless mm-hmm, mm-hmm. about all these situations? You know, war, pandemic, climate change, Fair. food shortages, um, drought, lack of water, crazy next door neighbors. <laughs> so, I put um, you can donate to causes that are important to you on. You can look up their taxes, by the way. Do that before you donate to any charities and make sure that they're spending their money in a good way. Yeah, make sure it's a legit one and that the money is going where you intend yes. it to go. Um, I'd say keep being informed. Yep. Um, you know, Don't just, avoid stuff because it feels fatalistic to you. It doesn't yeah. make it less happening in the world. But on that note, too, I would also say take a break from it once in a while. Like, don't let it consume you, even though some of it can really eat at you and you just want to scream at the world, what are you doing? Knock it off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, Brian yesterday was, he was watching all these videos on Lake Mead and Lake Powell in the United States Mm -hmm. drying up and they're the two biggest reservoirs and stuff. Uh And he was like, quit eating meat. It's over, people. Just get over it and give it up. Go vegan, damn it. Hashtag Um, go vegan, everybody. uh, You can volunteer. Um, There's always a place that needs a volunteer for something so if there is a cause that is um really personally affecting you like say the war in ukraine Mm -hmm. there are places that want volunteers to help whatever sort things you know address envelopes whatever the thing is so that can just sort of help and i would just say like be a good world citizen as best you can oh protest sorry before i say the world citizen i was going to say protest too if there's protests going on about a variety of things and you feel that that will help you get some off your chest mm-hmm. go protest because yep. that just helps the people in power the politicians and whatnot see oh yeah you know what there are if 10 people show up for a protest they're like okay bunch of crazies if <laughs> ten thousand people show up for a protest they're like okay we need to pay attention and listen yep. because this is where the tide is shifting also there's still a pandemic please allow disabled people to attend your protest by wearing masks to the protest even if you are not in danger Wearing a mask means disabled, immunocompromised people can also protest with you. You yes. are decimating your numbers by not allowing disabled people to protest with you by not enforcing masking at your protests. Enforce it. Um, okay, so then back to being a good world citizen. I was just saying, like, don't waste food. Mm-hmm. Eat less meat. Yeah. Um, you know, even if people did one meatless day a week, that would make a, a huge difference. If that mm-hmm. was kind of just a thing in developed worlds where people tend to eat meat in a lot of places at every meal every day mm-hmm. if you just were like meatless monday it would have a huge difference on impact in both oh so many ways yeah. um how it affects the environment uh, the amount of food that has to be grown to feed those animals yep. um the n- amount of land that's taken up it's just it's yeah. Yeah, a multitude of ways um be environmentally friendly in your life um as, mu- as much as you can uh you know speak out where you can that kind of thing talk to people who have similar beliefs as you so you can like bend to each other because there's going to be people that are like you know are like very for roving weight roving roving weight being overturned uh-huh. english is there's not a lot too. of them but there are going to be those people who who believe that so 
don't get in a fight with them. You're not going to convince them. Yeah. Commiserate with the people that have the same beliefs as you. Um, you know, so that you can like vent and figure out sort of what to do. So I would say that, but also don't stew in it. Mm-hmm. You can do what you can do and speak where you can speak, um, but don't let it, you know, eat you up. Take a break from it if you need to. Indeed. About any and, any and all of those issues, unless, you know, you're in a heat dome and you can't escape. So mm-hmm. yep. don't also take good, a break from good. that. <laughs> Just lay in a cool bathtub. <laughs> yep. I need to work from home because I can't get in the bathtub. <laughs> athletic ice bath for you. Good times. All right. Say two. <laughs> um... Another super fun thing that I wanted to bring up about America seemingly trying to make itself a theological society is, like, I don't get it, you know? Like, I don't understand the drive for Christian people to want other people to also obey their things when they're not Christian. Because, like, I don't yeah. I don't believe in that stuff. Like, call back to Anna Kasparian's whole, like, <laughs> angry biblical rant. But, um... <laughs> Like, I don't believe in Christianity. It's not a thing for me. I don't believe in God. I don't think that the Bible is, like, a real thing. Uh, if you believe in it, that's great. I support your right to believe in it. And, you know, I mm-hmm. think that's wonderful and whatever. But, like, I don't. But yes. And I don't think that it should control anything that I do. And the fact that you think it should control the things that I do is weird to me. Because, like, if I don't believe in Christianity and you do, and you think that the things that I do are wrong and sinful, but I think that they're just, like, normal things. Like, you know, if you're like, oh premarital sex is always wrong 100% of the time and I'm like consenting adults like who who cares like you know like a long-term committed relationship I don't care you know it's whatever yeah if you're like oh abortion is a sin and I'm like "Mm, I don't view it that way like if you think that like drinking and abortion and like all these things that people do on like a normal basis in their normal lives is horrible and sinful and like murder and adultery and like horrible things that they're gonna burn in hell forever for then like you forcing them to not do those things doesn't make them Christian and it's weird to me that you'd be like oh wow you're a really sinful terrible person who would do all of those terrible things if I allowed you to but I'm gonna make you not and then I'm gonna force you to come hang out at my like super high-end club after death where all the other people I made not do this shit as well as the people who chose to not do this shit have to come fucking hang out like it's just weird to me it is weird and and I mean it's like because like I don't care yeah, it, it about probably it. is the major religion in the United States like the main yeah most most people are but there's still a lot of others there's Muslim people and Jewish people and Hindu people and Sikh people and Buddhist people and whatever, whatever. And so trying to enforce what you perceive as specifically Christian values on a whole population is is very weird. Yeah. it's Like if I'm sinful and I would be sinful if you let me off the leash, then why do you want me to come hang out in your super special club where nobody did any sins? I didn't choose to do no sins. You made me do no sins, okay? (laughs) Like, it's just weird to me because, like, if you think that you're so great because you do no sins and you think that I'm so shit because I do, then why the fuck are you trying to make me be so great? You think I'm an ass. (laughs) Let's just be apart. Go our separate ways, okay? It's just weird to me. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, so now let's talk about some things that we can watch uh, if we're feeling like the world is imploding (laughs) so that we can maybe have uh, 30 minutes to feel like it's not imploding. Um, Dead End Paranormal Park is a fantastic cartoon, 10 out of 10. It's on Netflix, highly recommend. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I will always recommend uh, Inside Job. It's like a little more realistic, but it's like, uh, what if the American government was actually run by like lizard people and the Illuminati? And what if it's all actually just like ooh, a big secret <laughs> conspiracy thing? It's really funny. I love it. It's like Rick and Morty, but like more science fictiony in the book way and less in the Rick and Morty way, I'd say. <laughs> um, Bless the Hearts, always funny, family related. You can just enjoy like Texan family Jesus drama instead of horrible things. There's a Jesus painted on the restaurant that one of the main characters works at because it's called The Last Supper and they only serve seafood there because it's Lent friendly. <laughs> and he like pops out of the wall and like gives her advice. He's voiced by um Kumail, whatever that guy's name is, the Indian guy with a very soft voice who's in the Marvel Universe now. He's got a very soothing voice. I love listening to him talk. Um, Steven Universe, always good, 10 out of 10. Also a good contender for my last name, actually. Universe would be a good last name. <laughs> that would be a fun one. Um, the character's dad changes his last name to Universe from, like, Domenko or something because he's just like, I want to make my own name for myself. I don't want to be related to my family anymore. They're sticks in the mud who don't want me to be a singer and go on my own journey. So maybe I'll do that. <laughs> That'll be funny. Uh, Central Park also more family stuff musical lots of songs that get stuck in my head constantly um weirdos make great superheroes i literally like wake up with it it's stuck in my head so welcome to my hell everybody hilda is also very cute i've only cried during two episodes so so good so it's great <laughs> bob's burgers always will be my top notch i literally fall asleep watching it every single night it's like my white noise machine <laughs> I don't care that I'm a vegan, and I don't care that they own a burger company. It's literally the most, like, soothing show I've ever watched in my whole life. My headcanon is that at least two of the children are autistic. <laughs> Adventure Time, also wonderful. There's, like, ten seasons. Just go at it. They're ten minutes long, very enjoyable, and also very insane. Uh, same with the regular show, similar vibes, different animal species as main characters. <laughs> Uh, the Great North, also very good family vibes. Uh, Beef Tobin is the best cartoon dad that has ever existed on the planet. <laughs> very soothing person. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, if you're more of a live action person. It is copaganda show, which is why um, <laughs> uh, Andy Samberg was just like, I'm not making this show anymore after a certain period of time. <laughs> it's like, I'm doing a bad thing, aren't I? Um, Legend of Korra and Avatar The Last Airbender will always be good. Again, they're, like, a little more realistic in the way that, like, there's genocide and there's war and, like, things are going on in the world that are scary, but also, like, it's a fantastical universe where people bend elements, so it's not very realistic and you can disconnect from our real world that's going terribly, terribly wrong. Kipo and the Age of Wonderbeasts, similar. It's a dystopian future kind of situation. They all, like, live in bunkers underground, but everything above ground is really crazy and weird and cool. So maybe also, like, more fun. Maybe that'll be our future. Maybe we'll just have maybe, fun. maybe we'll just have fun stuff going on like that. <laughs> um, I'd also like to recommend literally anything made by Studio Ghibli. It has the softest vibes. Like, all of their movies just relax me in a way that I, like, can't quite describe. Howl's Moving Castle, Ponyo highly recommend like all of it is just all of it's good watch anything from studio ghibli if you need to just Chill disconnect out. and silently cry tears of stress for like 60 minutes <laughs> <laughs> all right 
some on those uh, recommendations on how to escape the uh, world on fire for a minute or two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, are we out? Yeah, uh, enjoy your super fun time. Try not to burn to death out there. Have fun, everyone. Bye. Bye.